Oh, hey, good to see you again. Welcome to another episode of the Ebb and Flow podcast. Today, I got a really special episode. My brother, Troy Casey, sits down with us. That's right, the certified health nut on the Ebb and Flow podcast. This is his second time on the show. I love Troy so much. He brings so much wisdom, deep insight, all threaded with this really profound joy for life. This, this deep, abundant vitality for life that he brings to the, to the show. We talk about freedom, we talk about liberty, we talk about health and well-being. So much good stuff is in this episode. Really excited to share it with you guys. Can't wait for you to listen. Before I send you off, if you're a fan of coffee, you've got to try Strong Coffee. StrongCoffeeCompany.com. Check it out by my brother, Adam Von Rothfelder. You can listen to my podcast with him from earlier this year. They've got black and they've got lattes. This is instant coffee of the highest degree, organic, blended with adaptogens like ashwagandha and reishi, as well as some L-theanine to smooth out the caffeine. There's no jitters, all focus, stay strong, start strong with strong coffee. Use code EBFLOW to get yourself a nice little discount. And then finally, I offer one-on-one -on -one sessions. If you're interested in one-on-one -on -one private mentorship with me, hit the link in the show notes, shoot me an email at contact at ebonbritton.com for more details. Look, if you're in a life transition, you feel overwhelmed, you feel totally lost, whatever it might be, or you need a little support and guidance getting back to center, I'm your guy. Check it out. Would love to work with you. Got a couple spots available right now. That's about it, y'all. Enjoy this episode. The one and only Certified Health Nut. You have unlocked the eternal link to internal source. The key of imagination. Your admission. Access to the enlightened dimension. A gateway at the junction of darkness and light. The place at which the chaos of our conditioned frame of mind give way to a life in constant flux, only to be mastered through vigilant discipline. Peaceful times may come, testing times may go. This is the ebb and flow. Dropping in. I love it. Troy. Yeah, brother. It's great to be here yeah. with you, man. Yeah, yeah. Great to be with you, man. Solid brother. Yeah. Solid man. I love yeah. that. Uh, I love me that. too, man. Big time. It's rare, unfortunately. Well, maybe more, less and less so. Yep. Um, people are waking up and uh, people are getting activated. They've had enough of the bullshit and the nonsense. And uh, the clarion call is going out to primal man. And uh, people, yeah. people are waking up and people are feeding off of it on the internet as well. They're inspired uh -huh. when they see it, they recognize it and not, you know, overly steroided out alpha wannabes, you know, yeah. screaming and yelling and all that yeah. nonsense. Not that no, uh -huh. grounded, 
strong leadership, yes. you know, real deal stuff. It's emerging. Yes. Yes. I feel that Authentic. myself. I'm seeing it. Yeah. I love that. There's a primal call that's happening. Yes. And it's awakening that inner wildness that has been deactivated for a long time. That's, that's right. super important, man. The call of the wild. Which I feel, you know, there's so much, dude. I, I, I really, I appreciate everything you do. I always have. I appreciate your approach, Troy Casey, a.k.a. the Certified Health Nut. Um, I love you're so you've got such a deep knowledge base. What's really interesting to me and really profound about what you do to me is is you you accompany that deep knowledge, that deep you've studied your ass off. You know, you've studied and you pra- you've practiced your ass off. And you accompany that deep knowledge base with a wildness, with a freeness. It's really about like, what's the ultimate goal, man? Freedom. Freedom, liberty. To be free. To express. Exactly. Creativity as you see fit. Exactly. Without treading on others. Yeah. And you, you, you live that, dude. And that's what I love about what you do. Um, and it's always been super inspiring to me. And, um, you know, we've been through, both of us have been through a lifetime of shit since the last time we sat down at the mic, which is hilarious. Um, and for me, man, there's a million ways we can take this thing, but I thought it would just be most interesting to talk about your seeking out, your activation of your of finding freedom in your life mm. and what that's taken. Mm. The turns, the fucking mountainous highs, the hellfire lows, all of it in between and getting to this place where you're just fucking beaming, dude. I feel like you've really taken it to another level with everything you're doing. Like I never thought this, but you with your wild beard, it was super, there were, I loved it. I always loved it. But this new version of Troy, because I, I looked at you then and I thought, Troy's the guy who'll never shave his beard. Like he'll have a beard down to his balls, you know, and he'll rock it. <laughs> I almost made it. You know? And I feel like that too, like for me. And, but something I feel like you've really stepped into something that's super powerful now that transcends even the brand of the certified health nut, like you've really stepped into leader, a leadership role where maybe at, at one time you might've been, I don't know if this is true and I don't mean for this to come off any wrong way. And I know you won't take it anyway, but maybe through those years of really leaning into get funky, get weird, set yourself free. You might've been sort of stiff arming, your role as a leader a little bit. And now I feel like something shifted in you over the last couple of years where you're fucking just showing up as the man, the king you were destined to be. Mm. And I appreciate that. And I love seeing that. Well, thank you for that reflection. And, uh, you know, life's been a trip, you know, and uh, I'm working with a new, a new team. 
helping me with branding and and their their uh, branding and marketing and messaging and storytelling. They want uh, more certified, less less nut. <laughs> and people have been calling for that for a while. And I like my comedic side. I like my my fun jester role. It's good. You know, I like to keep it as light as possible because I can get deep and negative uh-huh. and and, uh, and dark. And I, yeah, I, and I come from a dark place. Uh-huh. So I'd rather keep it on the light and up and up. It's better to keep me smiling and laughing than angry and uh-huh. shredding with my tongue. And yeah. so that can be dangerous. And uh, so and I've healed a lot of that the last couple of years. Uh, we were talking before we got on the mic about... Uh, you know, I, I got back with my ex-wife after we were clean, clear, and divorced on ayahuasca. We moved to Sedona, and then um, we broke up again. And it was it was it was pretty ugly, and um, it involved you know new attorneys. And even oh. though we were clean, clear, and divorced, and uh, um, there was some theft, um, some bank accounts and stuff, and just lying, cheating, and stealing. And and uh, instead of really just in my twenties my teens growing up on the street telling people to fuck off and, you know, um, getting my bravado out there and screaming and yelling at them. I had to eat humble pie. That mm. didn't work anymore in my, mm. in, in my fifties, you know? And, um, and then you're dealing with the, the legal system and the paperwork of the bureaucracy. And, uh, and you know, I got, I'm a free man, so I don't really normally deal with that stuff. And mm. so, um, um, it put me front and center with that. So I got to sit in my house in Sedona and I moved to Sedona, one of the most beautiful places on the planet. But it's been said, you know, uh, I think there's a Native American saying, it says, uh, if you want to heal the the body, go to the ocean. If you want to heal the mind, go to the mountains. If you want to heal the soul, go to the desert. Mm. And uh, and so I think I I, uh, I really went through that uh, this last couple of years. I'm still in the desert. I'm in Scottsdale now, not Sedona. Um and I found myself in my house with incredible success, putting out my book and just building my legacy for years. And uh, really things started to skyrocket. Part of the, the beard situation in the primal man was I went through a divorce in 2017 and I was just like, fuck it, whatever I'm doing. And I was a commercial actor in LA for a while. Let me just do something else. Let me just not care about how I look or how mm. people vision me I just let it hang out and it was ripe for the time people really liked it and then I did uh I went through all this legal challenges and second divorce and all the challenges with the relationship and and not you know it's not about blaming the other it's really about doing the work for myself okay who am I if in NLP in NLP they say your communication is your results that you're living in your life mm. right and so if this is what my communication style has created i've got success and i've got big challenges then i had to eat humble pie and look at that and be with that for the last couple of years mm. and so um and quite a few challenges you know people think they want the money the success and the fame but when it comes let me tell you it brings a whole host of other challenges you know because you've had plenty of success in your life and fame. Yeah. and so uh it's it's a little bit of a double-edged sword and to balance that uh is an is an interesting journey so i'm in the middle of that right now but i did ibogaine in march mm. i I, mm-hmm. I work as um 
you know, I do media and I do media exchange with certain brands and I've done psychedelic research for the last 20 years of my career. I started out in the Amazon with ayahuasca and I would report all this stuff back. So I've been to Rhythmia and now I've been to Beyond. Rhythmia was started from Iboga, but they administer ayahuasca in mm. breath work. Uh, Beyond deals with opioid addiction mm. and PTSD for veterans uh, and for spiritual quests if somebody wants it. The problem is it needs to be medically monitored. And so it's a $10,500 week, mm. right? It's fairly out of most people's reach. And I went down there to do my own spiritual exploration, going through a very difficult time and, um, and always wanted to do Iboga since Joe Rogan and Aubrey Marcus talked about it about mm -hmm. 10 years ago. And so uh, the opportunity presented itself at a time when I was in deep prayer, right? Okay, God, I'm lost. Help, help a brother out. Give me some help. And within a week, I found myself in Mexico doing uh, Ibogaine. And I still had the same problems when I came back, but there was a different energetic inside my nervous system. I walked through eight hours of hell, right? Ugh. Pure hell. Ugh. Lynchings, Hitler, World War One, World War Two, killing, dying. We're born. We're born again. We live. Lots of pain. Lots of death. Everybody <sighs> dies. And that just went on for hours and hours and hours. Mm. And I believe that that was residing in my nervous system as kind of a, a template energetic for me. And mm. I could react from that position. And, you know, I'm not saying I'm perfect, but there has been a shift and people have commented on my new content. I've shaved again recently, rebranded myself and, uh, I'm I'm a little bit more calmer. I still have the jester in me <laughs> and I still will light up and I'm still extremely passionate. Uh -huh. um, but I think it really stems from doing a lot of work. I spent the last two years in the desert. You know, I got a nice house after living in apartments here in Los Angeles. You know, you get for the same price, you can get a little bit more out in the, out in the desert. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I spent a lot of time in my house alone by myself. You know, I'm a pretty out there guy. I've li been living in cities and for the last three years, I've been living in the desert. So I did a lot of introspection work, mm -hmm. spent a lot of time with my children and in the desert, on the trails, on my bikes. And I danced my ass off because mm -hmm. the little game that me and my ex-wife played with the fighting uh, she attempted to take away the children. She did a pretty good job of it for a while. And mm -hmm. there was a Burning Man sound system in a basement in Sedona. And I was out at ecstatic dance at a yoga studio. And somebody's like, we're going over to this place. And I said, there's a nightclub in Sedona. I said, <laughs> I said, bullshit. And I went there and it's the best sound system I've ever heard in my life. It moved the waters of my body. So I sent, I spent six months doing all my Kung Fu Jesus Qigong on the dance floor and had the time of my life. Danced on the rocks three or four times a week outside, even in the rain and the snow. Mm. And so I just got it out of my spine and my nervous system. And ecstatic dance is, you know, it's it's extremely powerful. And so it was, it was, it was very healing. So I'd, I've done a lot of work in the last couple of years, and I'm grateful to be through it all. Oh, dude, it's so good. So powerful, man. What a trip. <laughs> well, a couple things. The beard, I just finished the book Iron John by Robert Bly. If you read or, and uh, I'm sure. I know of it. I've never yeah. read it. Um, well, the story of the wild man is a really profound one. And when he talks about it in there, actually, I thought of you. 
um, because the wild man is covered in hair and he's the, the, the symbol of the ultimate threat to society because he's not interested in money. He's not interested in sex. He's not interested in material. He's interested in the deep, dark happenings of the soul. So he's the ultimate threat to society, essentially. He's, he's a great rebel, and the wild man archetype lives deep inside every man mm-hmm. and woman. There's mm-hmm. the wild woman as well. And he's covered in hair, and he lets his beard go long. He lets his hair go long. And, you know, I thought about you when, it first, when I first started feeling, feeling and just marinating in this story, this folklore. Because it's, I think in every man's life, it's really important. If we're to get to where we need to go, and particularly as men, we need to do a complete rebellion of society, Mm -hmm. of the structures of society that we've been programmed in. And letting your beard grow is this really subtle manifestation of that switch that happens Mm -hmm. where you just say, fuck it. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I don't care how I look. I'm not doing the, the, I'm not buttoning it up on the top. You know, I'm not wearing a tie. I'm not shaving anymore. Uh, (laughs) The corporate noose. You're, you're letting yourself feel into the wildness of your humanity, which is a really powerful thing that we need to reactivate. And it takes where it takes all the work that you're talking about, you know, and I met a wild man on my journey. I met. I'm uh, sure you did. Mick Dodge. Yes, dude. In yes. 2019, I was in the Ho Rainforest. And in 2013, I was impregnated with it. I almost forgot about it. I watched him on National Geographic. They have 39 episodes of him. And I watched him and I was like, this guy's great. And he's breaking the fourth wall and he's talking to the camera. I'm like, this uh-huh. guy's fucking nuts. Yeah. And that's exactly what I told him when I met him in the Ho Rainforest. Uh-huh. And I was just like. Oh my God, dude, you were breaking. And he's like, they had executive meetings about me and they, they, they didn't want me to talk to the camera, but I was talking to the cameraman and I was like, dude, it was the best. And then he came to, I have the man clan and, and, uh, uh, we had a, a big retreat on my business partner's land and he came out there and taught. I think it's one of the last times he'll probably teach in his life. And he had circus barbells like he had barbells and triangles too. So wow. everything for strength and grip strength. And, uh, so I met a wild man. Is he man. just tough as fucking nails? He's like. great because, uh, the Indians came out to the land as well. I have some Native American teachers, uh, uh, as well. And, uh, uh, my friend Andrew was like, you know, he's our elder and he's like 76 or something. He's like, he's our elder and let's go make sure that he has whatever he needs. <laughs> I went out there and told him, he's like, yeah, I need, I tell me, tell one of those young men to come out here. I need somebody to wipe my ass. <laughs> He was so irreverent about it, you know. He's like, yeah, you know, oh, that's hilarious. And he's walking dude. around naked, stuff too. And he's I got, love a, that. he's got a, a elk skin vest that's made with pockets, custom made for himself, and he's had it for like twenty years. It's amazing. And he's barefoot, ran from Tahoe to the Ho Rainforest. Wow, uh, dude! The glacier up there, uh, twelve times in his life. Like he Beast. is the real wild man. I love that, dude. Nick Dodd. That's really interesting that you connected with him. And I prayed about it too, and I forgot about it, and my battery ran out. 
when I was camping for two days. And then I went around to the other camp spots and this interesting guy kind of pulled through and he had like a sprinter van and he was in this one camp spot. And I was like, oh, he's probably got some jumper cables. And I went over there and he's got these leather kettlebells on the ground and he's got these circus barbells. And I'm like, and I start talking to him and I'm talking to him for about five minutes and I'm like, damn, dude, you are extremely interesting. Let me go get these jumper. He didn't have any jumper cables, which I thought was weird too, because he looked like a guy that would have them. Uh-huh. And so, and so I go, let, let me come right back. Let me get my car started. Let me, let me come right back. I go, I go, what's your name? And I reach out my hand and he goes, I'm Mick Dodge. And I fucking jumped out of my skin because I thought he was taller, you uh-huh. know, and, and everybody thinks he's taller. Uh, but he's, he's about, he's a little shorter than me. He's about five, eight. And I jumped out of my skin. I said, you're Mick Dodge. I was like, I prayed about meeting you before I even came to the whole rainforest. And there you are. And so I was like, holy shit. And so I got my car started or whatever. And I came back and I talked and my kids had to wait around and they were hungry and they're like, dad, dad. But they knew how important it was because uh-huh. I loved them so much. Yeah. And I talked to them for five hours, uh-huh. you know, right on the edge of the hoe. We did a video. It's on my YouTube channel. And then again, he was supposed to come down and meet Wim Hof, but he didn't have a formal introduction. And instead he came to my man clan and, uh, Dude, that must have been epic to have him there. Dude, so... What did so he share epic. about? What were some of his philosophies, his ideals for living? Like, what was he... I'm sure, like... The grin very... and the grip, right? The mm. grip represents longevity and strength, overall strength, the grip mm. strength, and to train into that. Mm. And then never let that grin go. And his mm. grandfather used to make him carry rocks. And, and like if they'd get all pissy or, you know, as uh-huh. kids, he would make them pick up rocks. Hold that. <laughs> hold that. Right. Those are the emotions that you're holding on to. Mm. So you want to let it go and come back to your grin mm. and get on with life. And uh, he would train in the glacier waters of the whole rainforest. And uh, I think he was he's got a military background, but he grew up there in the Pacific Northwest where it's, you know, fairly harsh environment. Yeah. I remember going into the store and it was like people were wearing rugged jeans and yeah. suspenders and boots. And, you know, there's a lot of rain up there. Uh-huh. And the the beach is such a trip because it has it has all these uh giant firs and like redwood type trees. They're not redwoods, they're Sitka spruce. Huge giant ones like on the beach, like that's the beach. You have huge trees just falling into the ocean, mm. and it's just so rugged up there. And uh, the best thing that I got from Mick Dodge was be strong, enjoy life, be of service, mm. be be a man, survive. You know, uh, honor the natural elements. Mm. Mm-hmm. Love that. I love that. Yeah. Um. You know, I have a question for you, and of course, if this is too personal or however you feel about it, you know, you you more than more than welcome. Just you know, we can move on. But I'm curious what the lessons or what what was the illumination out of getting back together with your ex-wife. And then it falling apart again. Like, yeah. what was the, like, 
you know, because obviously you guys felt like you came together again mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then it didn't work out for a second time or perhaps that's not quite accurate, but like, what was the, and more so about life, less about, you know, your relationship with her more about like, you know, what was the deep wisdom you came away with? That's a great question. And it's unfolding now. And, and, but I do have quite a few angles that we can look at it. So first and foremost, you know, I love my ex-wife. I mean, she, you know, she was a big part of my life and, um, and we made two beautiful children, beautiful family together. And I wanted nothing more than I've been celibate for the last couple of years just because uh-huh. dating women's weird. The yeah. whole feminism, entitlement, toxic masculinity, all the stupidity uh-huh. that's being programmed into us is yeah. playing out. And yeah. I just don't want to play any part of it. And I just want to be a strong male, work on my own inner work and do my own inner healing before I come out and connect with another person. And I have... uh uh, great friendships with women, but I got to tell you, because we have hookup culture and porn mind and all that stuff in our world today, um, you know, if you're seeing a woman and you're not having sex with them, they get a little bent out of shape too. Uh-huh. But I just know that once you have sex with them, you're emotionally in- intertwined. Yeah. And so for that reason, I did the math and I was divorced and I didn't want to date a bunch of women. And I was just, I just wanted to be happy with the one that I had make the best of it. And um, so on the feminist front, and I do believe that feminism brought through second wave with Gloria Steinem, worked with the CIA. Mm. If you listen to Aaron Russo in From Freedom to Fascism, uh, 2010, he died soon after that movie. He was friends with uh, David Rockefeller. And he talks about the Rockefellers wanting to get two people to pay into the tax structure. Uh-huh. They wanted more control. They wanted more divide and conquer. Right. Families much more, it's easier to uh, conquer if they're separated and they're mm. arguing about money over the dinner table, et cetera. So my mother, that was 1973. My mother didn't start working till 1979 and it was a hobby. Mm. And after the housing crisis in 2008, she's 76 now, she has to work full time just to live, Mm. right? Mm. So this is the world that we lived in. Is this true feminism? Are we really taking care of our people if we can't even take care of our elders, especially the matrons of of planet Earth? Which, Uh let's face it, the women, their job, and I work with men, and I work with men on their legacy, and it's very important to have a purpose, a dream, a legacy, that you can carry forth, it gets you out of bed, it keeps you in the right direction, and then it's easy to put your dream team around that. If you don't have that, anywhere will do, including addiction, which we have major problems with. With women, they don't need as much of a legacy because I'm here to tell you the number one job on the planet is raising the children. Mm. They are the future of humanity. And women's natural feminine role, and I played Mr. Mom, so I have the divine feminine or or live the feminine role of nurturing and taking care of my children. But I'm here to tell you, the kids don't give a shit because as soon as mom comes through the the door, they just want mommy and that's it. And my hormones were wrecked trying to do that. And uh, she was a natural at it. And so, uh, so 
having children is enough of a legacy. When I work with clients, men and women, I get very clear on, do you want to have children? Do you want to have more children? Because that is your heart's desire. And that is what's going to guide you and make your life a lot easier when you're clear on what the heart desires. Mm. Because the head always wants to monetize it and get away from pain and move towards pleasure. Uh Right. And it's, and, and, but that's what, that's what fucks us up. Yeah. Keeps us real yeah. fucked up. Uh-huh. But the heart always knows. And if we could just lead with the heart. And so I help people get very clear. And so women, that's enough of a legacy. Even though Gloria Steinem said, burn your bra, let other people make their own sandwiches and clean the house <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, go out and be empowered and work for a, another fucking man. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Like how much empowerment is that really? Yeah. Or get divorced so you've nullified the contract. You no longer have to participate in that, but get a good attorney and then suck the lifeblood and the money out of that man, right? So you're Mm. still dependent on a man. So I think that if we get back together and understand our roles and don't be so opportunistic, especially with our relationships, divorce in this country is uh, two-thirds. Yeah. What is it? uh, 75% of all marriages fail in the first two years. Uh, uh, 75% of all marriages fail and it's higher in uh, affluent communities, Mm -hmm. right? And I think where people like India and uh, other places, Muslim countries where they pick the bride, Mm. the family picks the bride, Uh I think there's like a 2% divorce rate, right? So when it comes to companionship and uh, families, I think it's really important. Like, what do you really want? If you want to carry a legacy, the the feminine brings in um, that brings in the gift of the children for the world, and I think this is our number one gift, right? Mm. That we're given is the children, mm. and so uh, I just think that there needs to be more intelligence, balance, and understanding around our natural roles, and of course now with toxic masculinity and feminism you know, at an all time high, that's been subjugated. We've been taken off of that. So I want to get back to your questions and make sure I answer them. Well, that's good stuff though, man. Because this is deep. And I, like I said, it is deep. I'm older than most people. I'm 57. So I went through the seventies. I saw the Gloria Steinem burn your bra situation. Yeah, you have an interesting perspective on that. And so, and then I had a mother that cooked and it was great. And I think that's one of the great things I didn't have you know, I was on my own since so I was 14, but when my mom was there, I had good mothering, right? Uh-huh. She was there nourishing and nurturing me, and that is a critical component today. And even this lady from NPR wrote a book because she studied with the Mayan and the Inuit, and she was an NPR uh, correspondent. Huh. And her child, she was having difficult times, psychological issues with her child because she wasn't fucking there. And mm. she wrote a whole book on like attachment parenting or something, trying to figure out her mm. modern day child in her modern day feminist NPR job, traveling the world and not being with the baby. And the baby started reacting. Uh-huh. The baby wants fucking mother. Yeah. And if you're not going to get that, she's going to scream and yell to whatever degree. And then you can hire all the nannies and the therapists that you want, but it's not going to get the calm people that she studied in the Mayan and the Inuit. 
right? The mm. Mexican families, the Latin uh-huh. Americans, it was baked in. They tell the children to sweep the floor or get the eggs or uh, clean the dishes mm. and they do it. There's no argument, uh-huh. right? They're, the the children are rising up because they love their parents and it's just a different energetic template. I uh-huh. saw this in the rainforest when I was yeah. down there as well. And so, so again, the culture... The propaganda, the feminism, the divide and conquer, the control mechanisms, the fiat currencies, the Rockefellers with the oil men and the bankers. We have, we have oil wars, Iraq, Afghanistan, Syria was for pipeline, Afghanistan was for drug trade and pipelines. So these are all proxy wars based on the energy that we're utilizing today and those that are in control. And so, the it's just like we don't understand the way of the world we just go to work to make money because you know you got to take care of your family yeah so so we're not rooted in anything right there's no rooting right and so spiritually i do believe that i had to go through this so i can help explain it what i like to do is distill things in the most simplest terms and present them the most authentically and people can take them or leave them i have Mm. a very strong opinion but i usually use my opinion not from literature and and data points but from my lived and shared experience with with others and juxtaposing it to anthropology and history and things like that and understanding economics and geopolitics etc and so because at the at the base of what humans need is water shelter food and fire fires represented with technology we're using technology with these these uh, microphones right now Mm. and it's fed by some form of energy which you can call fire and so but those three needs that we have shelter uh, uh, water and food we need clean stuff and we don't have that right now 70% of the American people are obese or overweight 9 out of 10 Americans are metabolically dysfunctional cancer and diabetes are on the rise um, and the list the list goes on now all sorts of my- myocarditis and you know and everything's scientifically validated people are fat sick and nearly dead and so so I had to go through that journey and it's been said that the people that are closest to you they do the Judas right they, mm. they rat you out they they you know so you can yes. learn to forgive and understand and the person's closest to you are gonna they're gonna push your buttons the hardest uh. and so Instead of chopping people's heads off, you know, and pulling a Genghis Khan, which I was fully capable of doing. Which you've uh, probably done many times in your life. You know, with my tongue at the bare (laughs) minimum, you know. And so uh, now I have to do things a different way, eat humble pie, uh, process it a different way, have more understanding, compassion, empathy, first and foremost for myself and then for those ones that have transgressed against me. And I'm still in the process of going through that. And I use the Ibogaine, maybe psychedelics. I have good therapists. And I work through this as much as possible. I, I, I did a Joe Dispenza workshop earlier in the year. Mm. My meditation has been uh, renewed. I sat many Vipassana courses in the past. and But this year I've been you know almost 100% sitting every day, mm. um, getting some kind of time in and keep doing uh, the work. So this is the gift that the loved one that broke my heart and broke my trust and did mm. all that. She, the gift that just keeps giving, mm. right? Deeper in my meditation, uh, deeper uh-huh. in my resolve, deeper in my compassion, deeper in my understanding. Um, and, and my goal is, you know, to create peace and harmony in that relationship, no matter what. And it is coming. It will come. Uh, we're not completely there yet. And it, again, it's still based in the divide and conquer mechanisms, money, 
right? Mm. And this whole idea around money and the culture of more, mm. right? Because I offered to pay her bills, even though she um, uh, she took over a hundred thousand dollars, which mm. um, um, I I consider stealing. So. <laughs> Anyways, it, it goes deep, but I'm wondering if I answered all those levels of questions because I'm still learning, right? I'm still learning. It's still unfolding. The gifts that she's given me is I got to walk through hell and I got to become a new man out of that. And as I move into my 60s and 70s, I choose to become the benevolent elder instead of the young punk ready to fucking punch you in the face, right? Yes. Hey, dude. I recognize your voice. I gotta say hello. This is my brother, hey. Gus. Hey, man. I say what's up, man. I love that steel frame bicycle yeah. Thank downstairs. Thank you, man. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. I hey, dude. I recognize the voice. I had that. We got the man <laughs> in here, dude. Good to see you. Hey, man. Gus. Nice to meet you. Uh, All right, guys. Okay. All right, dude. You yeah. gonna be here when we get out? No, I gotta go. All right, I brother. Love you. Have a great day. Have a good one. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> no, man, so much good in there, dude. So much good, really important, powerful points. Because I think all of us in this current phase of humanity find ourselves completely overwhelmed by the global apocalypse. <laughs> it's my first, you know, <laughs> with, with me, which comes in. It's come. It's comes in infinite myriad forms you know through the technology through the the money chase through the what's my purpose who am i inside i'd love to have a working relationship can somebody just quiet the fucking insane thoughts in my head and i'd like to feel good and why am i feeling poisoned why do i feel like shit why do I need to medicate for, you know, why am I taking 10 different prescription meds that my doctor says will help, but each one I take just creates another discombobulation of chemicals in my body and further and further I go down that rabbit hole and it's like, you know, how do we get back to fucking basics, dude, where we can experience the divine magic of life? Like you said, I mean, people are fat sick and nearly dead i would i would argue that a lot of people are actually dead on the inside because their spirit is dead and how do we fucking get out of that man and that's to me everything you do like every every word you speak every piece of content that gets dispersed out into the ether man it's all about reviving the spirit and enlivening people. Like that's what I'm doing with the Wild King workshop. I'm like, man, we need to be fucking turned on. That's right. We need to be activated. That's right. You know, and what, I mean, I know you do, you, your whole life is a living, it's a living activation. It's a Maori haka. <laughs> I'm walking down the street, fucking fighter foe. Yeah. Right? Fight or fuck, friend or foe, who are you? That's a, I'm here to drag it out of you. It's a powerful posture, man. It's a powerful posture to walk through life in. And we need that. And I'm not conjuring this up in my head. This is who I am. Yes. The haka is the dance of authenticity. I uh, studied with Maori uh-huh. for many years. Uh-huh. Yeah, I love that, dude. I love that. There's been a shift for me over the last 
honestly, the last few months, you know, it's a constant, constant, you know, evolution, opening up, blossoming, constantly happening, revelations, coming into new levels of awareness and, and something that I've really been working in and it continues is this idea of not being afraid of my power Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and giving the world all of me rather than taking it to here and saying, okay, that's good enough. Mm -hmm. Like I'm good. I'm, I'm good at this. Let me just keep it right here in this little safe zone. Mm -hmm. You know, well, the universe is going to give you some of my medicine if you do. <laughs> I know, and, and brother. It already has, right? I mean, totally. You went through a divorce recently as well. I mean, that's the thing. There is no complacency. And that is 1000% the gift that keeps giving because every around every corner is another opportunity for me to get super fucking centered and anchored mm-hmm. and not go to war. Mm-hmm. See what happens then. See the miracles that unfold then. When you just stand in your fucking power, set a boundary, move compassionately and lovingly and with mm-hmm. kindness mm-hmm. and power, not being, you know, cause there's a, there's a thing in our society where we hear compassion, we hear loving, we hear kindness and you think, oh, you're getting steamrolled or it's a weakness to move through life that way. But the true, when you move with your chest out, standing tall, in your power, in the fucking lion's breath posture, (sighs) roaring through life. Compassion and kindness and love, dude, are the ultimate weapons. Right? I mean, this is my big lesson. And I've gone kicking and screaming, (laughs) trying to find it. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, I got the warrior stance in me 24-7. Uh-huh. And so... To come to, you know, the the posture of the wizard or the king, mm, mm-hmm. you know, it's a diff, it's a different energy, and uh, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, but it makes me stronger in a different way because mm. I, I've done that, I've gone up against the wall, the brick wall, over and over again. Same. And so, uh, eventually, my thick head will get it. Like, all right, that's not the best, and I know if I can. It's not the best angle, but I know if I can just find that peace and that harmony, because mm. I hang out with a lot of peaceful dudes that inside don't, that don't say, yeah, when I can find the peace and harmony inside of me, uh-huh. um, then I can help, you know, others from that position. I hang out with a lot of kind and gentle other people because I can be rough and aggressive. Mm. And so, uh, and I also learn by osmosis from them. And it's a mirror too. If I've attracted them into my life, it's a mirror of what I have inside of myself. Mm. So I'm working to bring more of that out of me so I can have more understanding, compassion. Cause I've, I've noticed through these difficult times in the last couple of years that time is actually on my side. Mm. If I can allow time to open up the universe, what seems so daunting actually opens up infinite possibilities Mm. in the realm of, uh, you know, life that we find ourselves in. And so things can shift 
Mm-hmm. There's infinite possibilities in you. There's infinite possibilities in me, in my enemies, mm. in other people, in the world, in the circumstances of the world. Um, and so I take, you know, I keep reaching down for more responsibility of, okay, well, I'm creating this illusion that I'm seeing right now. This is coming out of my own project, my own projections. And so, mm. you know, if that's the case, um, and programming and we're a powerful biocomputer and Einstein said that we're only using 5% of our brain and the Maori told me that the human being is the most technological advanced piece of equipment in the whole entire universe and we're using we're using these these prosthetics these cell phones and these computers to do what we already intuitively know Uh we're self-healing all-knowing mechanisms and you talk about power I my prayer right now is is to have that power so I can't be fucked with. And that power, I've realized, it comes from God, that mm. all-knowing. Mm. And and my prayer is to have God in my heart and just walk freely with that knowing. And sink or swim. Uh-huh. And death is a part of life. Uh-huh. And I'm not afraid of death whatsoever. Mm. And so, uh, so the objective is to go through that and trust in God and trust in the infinite possibilities and keep speaking into existence and praying for what the heart desires. All human beings at the at the heart level desire peace. Mm. And if that's the case, then that is my mission is to find peace on this planet um, and 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 walk in peace and find peace with you know, all the challenges. You see the injustice that's happening in Lahaina. Mm-hmm. We know that our cell phones and all this ideas around sustainability and these lithium batteries are mined by uh, uh, African uh, children. slave children. And so so we have a huge responsibility. We're the last vestiges of freedom. United States of America, our God-given rights are written on a piece of paper and the Second Amendment is holding the whole world in place right now. Mm. And so it's up to us. And we also have some element of free speech. It's, it's, it's dwindling in the three years uh, since we last spoke. Uh, but we, it's still there. And so how can we call forth you know, that which we desire. We, we need new energy. We need a new monetary system. The monetary system's completely corrupted. Central yeah. banking. Yeah. And everybody knows it. Rothschilds, Rockefellers, yeah. right? These are the control mechanisms. So envisioning a future beyond that, going back to the four human needs, you know, permaculture feeds the world. Mm. No problem. The research has already been done. Mm. We just have to get back to what matters most. We're in these jobs creating plastic trinkets that... <laughs> You know, some of them are useful, but we don't need most of the stuff. What we need is water, food, shelter. And Greg Braden has all the research. You know, organisms uh, evolve. Uh, they don't mutate. They evolve through cooperation. The ones that don't uh, cooperate go extinct. Uh-huh. And so we just have to ask ourselves, is that what we want? And we're on the brink of an awakening here. Mm. Can we go to extinction? Are we living on multiple timelines where some people will just choose that vibration? I feel like it's already happening. It is. I mean, the awakening's here. Yeah, it's already happening. You see people who stepped through the portal in 2020 and those who didn't, you know, or they took another portal, whatever you, however you want to look at it, but. Well, and look at look at the NPCs that are out there. I mean, there's yeah. people I, I can't connect with. There is no connection. Oh, yeah. Because you're living in an illusion. You're living bathed in illusion. You're not living in a, in a anchored in reality or anything like it. Because if you were, 
you'd be just as up in arms as me. You'd be doing the same thing I was, yeah. I'm doing. I'm, uh-huh. here to, I'm here to save the children, to, to, to activate the planet to where the air and the water and the soil are clean enough that everyone can proliferate and our DNA can express itself. Right now, that that's all threatened. Mm. So, you know, for me, it's up to us. And again, United States of America has some of the last vestiges of freedom. And I think it's, you know, a huge responsibility that we're born into this world. I mean, let's face it. I live in Scottsdale. I'm in Los Angeles. There's so much wealth here. Yeah. You look at the rest of the world and it's like, it's not looking too pretty. And you look at the poor and the people that got marginalized through this, uh, through the pandemic and the people, look at the homeless situation here. It's crazy. It got it. out. It was out of control before I left. <laughs> it is seriously out of control right uh-huh. now. Underneath the, the bridges oh, here. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's, it's like a third world country here. Oh, and yeah. San Francisco is 10 times worse. Oh, yeah. And that's my hometown. And that's the crown jewel of the United States of America. It's like a little European city. Totally, it's a man. Beautiful, beautiful city. It and is. It's just been trashed by these trolls, these Nancy Pelosi and, just these Gavi news, the, the vampires. Yeah. The, and, 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 you know, you throw some political rhetoric at them and they're like, no, it's not insider trade. No, we don't do no, yeah, no insider yeah. trading. <laughs> no, we're not hypocrites. You got to wear your mask. We don't, but I didn't say that. You know, however bureaucratic political yeah. speak, they're like, uh-uh. We're like, what? Yeah, you locked everybody else up and then you're out and you don't have a mask on? Yeah. yeah. Nuh-uh. Let me get a, <laughs> let me hire a high-powered PR team with 70 people behind it. It costs, you know, $50,000 for an average corporation to operate this PR machine behind it. We'll just turn that on for the governor of... $50,000 a day it costs. Yeah, $50,000 a day, right. And so it's like, uh, no, it's not. Or we'll just not address that. Or we'll just have zero of that on the news. And, uh-huh. oh, we'll employ the social media companies, too, to ikshne and make sure that that gets uh, never seen. Well, you're, you're talking about... I was just writing about this the other day. And I was writing about how the system... We, we need to be actively building new systems. Yeah. Because everything is been completely corporatized yes media food pharmaceuticals and they all dude how many times i mean you don't have to do ayahuasca or a deep mushroom trip to start to thread the needle on the tapestry of how each one of these corporations feeds into the other you know big food is poisoning us with just about everything they can Whatever chemical they can throw into the mix, you know, and hide it. And like you said, we don't have the mothers in the home anymore. Right. So we don't have the people looking at the fucking label of ingredients going, hmm, why is high fructose corn syrup and soybean oil and all of these other fucking weird chemicals? Why is that all of a sudden all that this thing in this package is made out of? There's no nutrients. So... We're getting chemically discombobulated, deconstructed through our food. Chemically castrated. Chemically castrated. We're watching television and we're being programmed with fear and ideas about all the shit that we need to be whole. Then you're, which of course includes sick. all of the pills, all the pharmaceuticals, which us in New Zealand, fascinating truth, 
us in New Zealand, only countries on the planet that allow pharmaceutical companies to advertise Advertise prescription drugs. It was illegal when I was a kid. So then you see on the thing, oh, Ozempic or this, or I've got that skin problem. Oh, I guess I got to go to my doctor and get that pill. And you get the pill. And meanwhile, the side effects are like your dick won't work and your blood stops flowing and you might have a heart attack and all this. So then you go and you get the pills and then you continue to feel like shit. You're not activating. You're sitting in front of the couch. You're getting fed more and more propaganda and more influence, more conditioning. So then you go and you guide buy the boxed food that's hyper palatable and super tasty and lights up your brain for 15 minutes and then shuts you back down and you got some other issue and then you go back to the doctor to get another pill it's like dude the system is fucking broken (laughs) it's running perfectly to wake up your soul motherfucker get alive that's it man that's it we gotta fucking start living in the way that's, you know, coming back to your, your activated life, Troy, like how I'm living super intentionally, like from the moment you wake up in the morning till the time you go to sleep, what life are you fucking building, man? Mm-hmm. Because nobody out there, none of the politicians we know that they're, they're not going to change up the systems. Mm-hmm. They're getting fat and rich and don't give a fuck about any people. Well, they're probably, They've probably sexually exploited people and they've got, um, you know, uh, blackmail material on them. Because I, I, I don't know how anybody uh, with a soul could actually continue to do the fuckery that they do if there totally was something agree. on them. I mean, I, I totally saw that with agree. Obama. He's like, yeah, we're going to label GMOs. And then he put Michael Taylor, the vice president of Monsanto, at the head of the USDA. <laughs> You're like, like, what? I was like, what? And then, like, <laughs> you know, and, and then, nobody thinks anything of it. And 97% of the uh, senators voted for the uh, uh, war in Iraq. So it's like, it's like there's so much, you know, high level of corruption. And then, you know, you only hear the stories. Um, there has been some, you know, leaked stuff about Hunter Biden's laptop and Anthony Weiner's laptop and stuff. You've heard really stuff. dark, but but that makes sense. That makes complete logical reason totally. to why the world is so fucked up, you know. And now, especially, well, can we rephrase gotten. it? Yeah. At least how fucked up the political system is and the people who are in it. But the world is actually pretty fucking amazing. Totally. You know what I mean? Totally. I know you know that. Well, but. there's yin and yang. Yeah, right? yeah. And, and there's dark forces. So, yeah. The world's, uh, a thousand the world, percent. The world's amazing. So, for every you know negative thing I can say, there's a positive thing you could say about that as well. And uh, and you're completely right. Politics, the po- every... I mean, we need to fucking burn the house down with politics. There needs need- to be some justice. I mean, there's... there's you would You would... Justice. Yeah, some justice. Yeah. yeah. Spiritual justice. You know, everybody gets it in the end, but uh, yeah. 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 It's true. That's, you know, that's why I try and keep it in the most balanced form. Don't, don't want to play a victim. There's two forces guiding everything. Lightness and dark, masculine, feminine, inhalation, exhalation. Yeah. You know, this is this is the guiding forces that are here. And so... Everyone's playing their part. I do like to have that conversation. And I've had that conversation with the great Paul Check a couple of times as well. 
And so, uh, because if it wasn't for the darkness, what is going to make us grow deeper mm. and deeper spiritually? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, hence yeah. what I went through in my divorce recently. And I do believe I'm coming out the better side, uh, uh, the other side, a better man. And I do believe that humanity is waking mm. the, the, the red pills that so many people have taken, um, they're real. Like there is a lot of awakened people right now. And, yeah. And we've all contracted to come town to earth at this time. Dude, <laughs> I can't wait till how, it, how it shakes out, Uh huh. you know, and it's yeah. shaking out right in front of our face. Uh huh. Yeah, it is. Um, I don't know where we are on time, but I want you to talk about your program that you're developing. Yeah. And, uh, cause I mean, I think can't wait for that one, dude. Yeah. Well, I've been working on this basically my whole life. Right. right? So I've been studying holistic health for 33 years. I've been working on my own legacy for the past, you know, 12, 15 years. Uh, Paul check really helped me out with that. Get clear on uh, my heart's desire. And so, uh, and I've had various programs, you know, we did really good with my mm-hmm. breath work course that came out during the pandemic. And, uh, <laughs> you think about that, right? Everybody's trying to tell you to wear masks. And I'm trying to tell you to fucking breathe deep. Breathe. You know? Yeah, dude. Isn't that a trip? And it did amazing, right? It did amazing totally. online. And, uh, so we've been working for the last three years to build another course and mainly really put me in it because I have courses online. I have my book, but it's not me. And mm. my live man clan events were hugely successful. Yeah. We had almost a hundred people here in Venice before I left LA. Uh, we had, uh, 50 guys in, uh, Taos, New Mexico in 2021. I did quite a few events. I found good land in, in Sedona to mm. do that. So people want to work with me and I want to work with them. So I've just had to put together a program yeah. that helps and works people so I can coach men. For the most part, we're focused on men, but there's been a lot of women saying that they really want a part of it and they were a little offended. So uh, we'll see how it shakes out, but we're, <laughs> we're launching it these next six weeks. It's the Fit and Free Legacy Program where we focus Love on the that. legacy. So the most important thing, as I was saying before, for, for men is to really find their due north. Otherwise, they'll mm. just go in circles and drive themselves crazy, chasing mm. money, which is in the first chapter of my book. I was just mm. chasing paper. Oh, I'm a man. I got to make money in the world. That's what I do. Okay, let me do this. You know, I got into right. modeling, and I was like, wow, well, you know, that was a dead end road. And uh, let me let me go into acting. And, you know, and I don't I don't know well, what is the heart desire. Well, I started studying herbal medicine back in the day, and then my whole life has gone towards natural healing. And so, uh, so I help men focus on their legacy, and then they build their lifestyle around it. So if you're overweight and out of shape, maybe you have a dad bod, or you're working in a nine to five, you're being pushed around. Mm. You you know you wake up and you want to resist the domination of others. You see the way the children uh, look at you, and maybe you know you're too busy for them. You're, you're working in a job that's dragging you down. So this is all helping you get clear with the legacy at the cornerstone. Because once your legacy is clear, you know, if you have a big enough dream and purpose, you don't need a crisis. You don't mm, need to get yeah. cancer to wake yes. yourself up. Yes. You don't need a major divorce to wake yourself up. And so I don't know if I'm going to save everybody's marriage, but I will definitely help, especially men before they get married. Like, what are you doing? What do you want? What do you want mm. to achieve with your family? Look at the divorce yes. statistics. How are you going to sidestep that? 
Um, and so, so fit and free, the legacy method. So freedom comes from when you have health freedom, hmm. medical freedom, you know, the terrain, because man has traditionally known what's on the horizon to eat hmm. and what's on the horizon that will potentially eat them or penetrate the perimeter and go after the women and children hmm. and your whole camp, right? Uh-huh. This is traditionally, this is primal man and yes. we've been domesticated. So we've been turned off and this is how we've gotten, you know, yes. soft, Doughboy, dad bod, stressed out, don't know where to turn, confused about nutrition, confused about everything. Uh. And we don't have a legacy. We don't Uh have a purpose. We don't have a dream. So I help people get very clear on that. And I, I created a, a, a free mini program around this. My curriculum I've developed for the last 33 years. My book has the nine pillars of health. That's everything that I teach. Basic fundamental principles. The body needs sleep. The body needs water. We're 70% water. And that water should be clean along with Mm. the nutrition. The body needs minerals. The body needs enzymes. The body needs protein. And so fundamental principles, body needs sleep, body needs movement, body needs nature, right? Try Mm. not going out in the sun. Try not going grounded or flip that coin over. Get grounded. You're sick. You're not feeling well. Get some sun. Get some grounded. You know, try that a few times a week. See how you feel. Mm. And so, so we focus on that freedom element and out of that becomes the fitness. Mm. You become that svelte animal in the wild because you've activated all these fundamental principles. There is no secret diet. There is Uh no secret, um, exercise program that's just going to give you the six pack abs. You have to put it all together. And the driving factor in my work is the legacy, the dream the purpose of your life and what you want to do with that. Mm. And it's very simple to map that out because the heart knows already. When I work with clients, it's magic. They want to talk about all the drama that's in their life and the the he said, she said, and the the attorneys and the divorce and the, and the, I don't have a job and I got slow down, buddy. Slow down. Time out. Okay. What do you love to do? Uh-huh. And they go, oh, I love, you know, when I was a kid and <laughs> it was amazing. And they light up and the energy starts going and the vitality starts coming. And then, and then they're like, I'm like, dude, do that. Yes. Fucking do that. Whatever that is, let's get you tapped into that. And then your fitness you're, you know, losing the weight that you want to lose, uh-huh. having the relationships that you want to have will all come around that because you're clear on your own legacy and mm. purpose. And it really revolves around your effortless genius and that which you love. Mm. Biggest part of my work is cutting through the programming. Mm. Mm. We've been cut off that fed mathematics and linguistics and all these things that we don't use in school. Reading and writing is important, but most of the schooling is to make you dumb and confused (laughs) and complacent so you will comply and you're a consumer. Uh But the fact of the matter is, is that makes us that, that, that blocks our mind. So most of my work, cause, and then we live up in our head. Yeah. We got to solve all our problems from our head. And the main problem that we're solving and navigating around is how am I going to make money on that? How am I going to, how am I, how am I going to survive? If I don't have mm-hmm. money and money, 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 money. Yeah. Right. And so they're not coming from their heart's desire. But what do we have with the geniuses? Mm. The geniuses are like, they get an idea and they do it. 
They don't think about the money, mm. right? They just do it. And it's yeah. coming from their heart. Steve Jobs, the Wright brothers. Right. You know, the guy that made uh, Mount Everest. Uh-huh. Like, how are you going to monetize that 50, 60 years ago? Was it Edmund Hillary? Uh, right? Uh-huh. Maybe he had sponsors. I don't know. But he's like, <laughs> dude, I want to climb the highest peak on planet Earth. <laughs> yeah. I'm Sir Edmund Hillary. And so, and then he did that, right? And we know that it's possible. And so, but that guy had a dream. Yeah. He had a dream and he yeah. did it. Yeah. Right. And so getting people back and clear on that and it's all doable. Don't tell yourself it's not doable. Mm. That's your mind control, education, slave mind, you know, nonsense. Mm. I'm here to tell you a walk through hell. Look at Wes Watson or anybody that's been in prison. And yeah, I'm yeah. not saying I like or don't like that guy's content, but I'm just saying he got out of prison and he's like, look, I went through prison and here I am. And, mm. and stand and be counted, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Stand up, go through it, go whatever you got to do. So even prison doesn't kill people. Uh-huh. People go through cancer. Yeah. And they, and they wake yeah. up, right? So it's never too late. Yeah. I'm here to tell people it's never too late and you can have whatever the heart desires. Oh, dude. Fire, bro. Love that, man. I love that super profound reality of genius comes out of living from the heart genius is found coming out of genius is found living through the heart you know that's what it's really totally man totally i've been you know i love osho um bhagwan sri rajneesh for some of you um And he talks about that a lot. He talks about how everybody's trying to be extraordinary. Everybody's trying to be the best and show how great they are. And in the meantime, through that whole effort, you're becoming ordinary. You get lost in the pack because you're not connected to your divine uniqueness, which is your effortless genius, basically. Your your authenticity. Your authenticity, yeah. You know, and I love that, dude. I love that. For someone listening who's who's completely doesn't know where to go, what's the first thing you do? Fitandfreelegacy.com. It's free. There Boom. you go. There's my whole curriculum. We've got a checklist for your mirror in your bathroom or your refrigerator. You know, did I drink some water today? Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Let me hydrate. Uh, <laughs> you know, did I get out and I, did I ground? Did I get some sunlight? Mm. Did I hug my children? Mm. Did I write in my gratitude journal? Did I forgive somebody? Mm. You know, uh, and it's just a, a, a memory. And the 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 free mini course uh, goes a little bit deeper than the checklist. Mm. And so, but you're really refreshed. And then from there, you can read my book. You know, uh, ripped at fifty. Uh, there's a lot of gold in there. All my videos. A lot are of gold. Free. All my videos are free. You know, I like free content. I like you know that's my main. Focus in business is get myself into a position where I can give as much content as I possibly can make. Um, so my YouTube channel, I've been singing the same song for two decades, right? Various different degrees, sometimes uh-huh. more nut, sometimes <laughs> less nut, more certified, baby. <laughs> That's what we're working on right now. All health, though. Yeah, healthy mind, body, spirit. Yeah. You know, uh, Mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual are the four bodies we have in the third dimension, and each one requires our attention. Mental health is critical right now. Mm. You know, the suicide rate amongst men, and you know, it's it's really weird out there right now. So 
getting, you know, your mental health, whether it's meditation or walking in nature. A lot of people can't meditate right now because they're scrolling and it's just too much Wi-Fi. And mm. so get out into nature. Yeah. Go on a hike. Go to the beach. I was in Manhattan Beach today. You know, I mm. lived in Santa Monica because this city is dense, right? Yeah. Super dense. This neck of the woods is dense. It's actually a very quiet, beautiful, old school neighborhood. I like Burbank, but it's in the middle of the city. It's dense. And it gets hot. And it's like when you go out past the 405 and and I'm sure at the beach, it's different, right? So get close to somewhere that's remote. Get get somewhere close. I live on the edge of Scottsdale and we have the McDowell Mountains. Oh yeah, it's amazing out there. And and I love it. And, And my dad used to live in Central Phoenix and it was like, disgusting it was oh, just energetically yeah. it was yeah. like i hated it yeah and living in in uh near the mcdowell mountains has made it much more palatable uh-huh how long do you feel like you've got some more time in arizona i tried to make a move but we're launching this program i was on my way to florida and uh florida sounds good um open to exploring especially other uh possibilities in media and um Tennessee looks good on my astrocartography. And, um, but right now, you know what? I just grounded in. My daughter's with me full time. I got her into a Montessori school and, uh, and I'm good right now. And I thought I was just going to crush. I moved back to the city from, from rural area of <laughs> Sedona. And I thought I was like, oh, yeah, Sedona, uh, Scottsdale. Yeah, I'm here. Let's kick ass. And some things happened and it wasn't as, big of a splash as I wanted to make and I had to eat some humble pie but now it's really growing on me I've got a good community down there look I'm open to anything and everything uh-huh. and I love the beach and the ocean so I could be in Florida I could be in Arizona mm. um, you know things are also pretty strange out there these days I like being in states that uh, uh, have the second amendment at the forefront and uh-huh. uh, you know Arizona there's there's no license for a concealed weapon. There's uh, I bought an AR-15 on mm. private sale. I mean, and I'm not a big gun guy, but you know, if things get any more weird, if we have Syria in my backyard, uh, it might be a good idea. But I'm praying for peace, and I keep working on peace inside myself. And so I'm in Scottsdale right this second, and uh, but I can pivot anytime. Love that, bro. Love that. What are you, last question of the day, what are you super fired up about right now in your life? What's just fucking lighting you up and getting you stoked? You know, life in general. Yeah. I, you know, I knew you were going to say that. I, I mean, and you know what? I get a little stagnant when I'm at home. I come out to LA and it's like, I haven't seen friends. I'm on the beach. I'm doing events. We've got a healthy happy hour tonight in Manhattan beach. I'm going to the Bakke fest this weekend and I'm teaching two workshops there. Like, I'm, I'm just, I'm super excited. We're launching the fit and free, uh, legacy.com. You know, um, in six weeks, we'll start that whole program. I'll start coaching guys through that whole program live. I've wanted to give myself and my coaching experience to a larger audience. So I've been working on that. So I'm super excited 
for that and to like address people's issues and coach them through the dark night of the soul that I've been through. Or maybe it's a lot more gravy than that. Maybe people just needed to have permission to go back to natural elements, to follow their heart, and they start growing. Uh-huh. Six-pack abs start popping out. They start eating organic-only food. It's a big part of my mission is to get people into organic food, to support local farmers, to support uh, uh, organic agriculture because the, we're all voting with our dollars. So Totally. I'm excited. The Legacy Program is super exciting. You know, my day-to-day grind, I'm working with my business partners, bunch of Czech practitioners. You know, I've got tons of coaches on my team, the wellness warriors I created online. And uh, I'm just fucking excited. I'm excited to do your thing tonight. We're going to go on tomorrow night. Tomorrow tomorrow night. night. Yeah. Yeah. Is that okay? Yep. Okay, great. I'll make it happen. Sweet, man. Yeah, that'll be huge. I'm stoked for that. Yeah. Stoked for you to just share with the guys. I think they'll get a lot out of it. Sweet. Yeah, man. I'm excited, man. It's awesome, dude. I appreciate you, man. Yeah. Troy, I love you so much. You're like the big brother I've never had. You're like my you, big man. brother I never had. <laughs> I appreciate you, man. And uh, any final thing you want to let people know about? Yeah. God bless you. I love you. Perfect. Love you guys. Hope you enjoyed that as much as me. We'll see you all on the flip side. Yeah, Peace. Baby.